another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm pretty tired right now, but we're going to push through it. Um, joining me uh, this evening, I've got a singer-songwriter uh, based in Waukesha. Uh, she's got a number of uh, original songs uh, on her Facebook um, page, and uh, um, I'm excited to talk to her a little bit about her passions, artistry, and why she does what she does. Allie J, welcome to the show. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, Ben, for having me and talking with me tonight. <laughs> You're so welcome. Um, how are you doing? How was your day? Um, well, I am also feeling pretty tired. I work in a coffee shop, so got to get up early for that. But oh yeah, those um. Happening. Help us through. <laughs> Those morning rushes, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> hmm. yes. Which um, which coffee shop do you work at? I work at Mama D's Coffee. Um, we have three locations, but I work at the one in Waukesha. Very nice. Um, well, that's dope. Um, is it uh, is it like one of those quaint shops? Like yeah. I would say so. Yeah, it's very, it's charming. It's cute. Um, our location is the the smallest of the three. It's like, I lovingly call it a shack. I'm just like, oh, this, you, you'll kind of miss it. Like, <laughs> but so I adore it. <laughs> that sounds adorable. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we examine love and fear, passion and creativity. And the first time I met you was in the crowd at Bremen Cafe and I believe the show was wasn't that the midnight purchase I'm pretty sure it was yes yeah shout yep. out to Orlando and the midnight yep. purchase um yep. he was on the show not too long ago um but I also had heard of you because um I know that you're friends with uh Anson yes <laughs> to Anson, obvious. One of, one of the most interesting human beings I've ever met. What a guy. Such a guy. Um, but um, he's one of my friends, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's a great guy. He's yes. he's very um, he's just very supportive of yes. you know, all things local music, and it's a big shout out to him. But um, I know that he's um that he's like playing an EP where he's like um, writing songs about like his friends and stuff. And he mentioned you um, and the charity thing that you have going on, which we will definitely talk about. Awesome. Um, but I met you, you were just like sitting in front of me, like in the crowd. And I was like, or I, we started talking. I was like, you introduced yourself as Allie. I'm like, I think I know who you are. I think I've heard <laughs> of you. Um, so serendipitously, um, you meet a lot of people like that through the music scene. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's kind of how I felt about you too. I was just like, wait, like Ben, Ben Slowey. I was like, I've definitely heard that name before. Cause I mean, you're, you know, you're at all these shows and you're reviewing things. Like you're kind of a local celebrity. Um, and I was just like, I was like, oh, it's oh, Ben. <laughs> I hate, I hate that. I, You're well known, at least. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I do. I yeah. do know a lot of people, but if I didn't do all that stuff, like I would just drive myself insane. Right. Um, I'm the type of guy <laughs> who. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm the type of guy who, like, if I don't like, if I don't feel stimulated doing something, like, 
every moment that I can. Um, I just feel like I'm like wasting time and, mm -hmm. or I, I just start getting anxious and, um, yeah, so that's why I try to put myself out there as much as I can. And there's a lot of, uh, really dope and kind and, uh, talented people, uh, that make up uh, our music scene here. I, I consider Waukesha music to be Milwaukee music. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> greater Milwaukee area, you know. Exactly. And a lot of Waukesha artists come here anyway to do their shows. Mm -hmm. um, I know you played Twisted Path Distillery earlier this year. What a great yeah. place, huh? Oh, I love that place. Like the the stage is so cool. The ambiance, the drinks are like top notch. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're fabulous. Yes. yes. Yeah, I've um, yeah, I've been there a couple times, and um, I know the guy who does booking there, Zach Petrini. Um, he's awesome <laughs> yeah shout out to Zach um, he was on the show last year and brought some chai liqueur uh, from yes. Twisted Path and it was like we did our episode at like it was like 12.31 in the afternoon it was it was pretty early in the day and we had some yeah we had this liqueur and after it was ice I went to the um, I went out to, to the studio um, couch and took a nap nice <laughs> just knocked out <laughs> yeah like two in the afternoon i was just already yeah. just like, that stuff uh did a number on me but oh, yeah <laughs> shout out to twisted path distillery yes. so ali did you grow up in waukesha like are you born and raised Yes, yeah, yeah, I lived here my whole life. Um, I briefly lived, lived in Whitewater when I went to school, um, but just for two years, but I was like, that's a very much a, a suitcase school, I think they call it, so back and forth. There's not a lot to do there, so I came back to Waukesha on the weekends and <laughs> in the summer and everything, so, but I, I really like it here. Um, it's it's um, comforting to know a lot of people, um, especially working in a coffee shop too. You just kind of get to know the regulars, the community, um, and then, yeah, you'll just see people from, from your past. I mean, it's kind of, you know, Waukesha is pretty big, but it's kind of a small town, especially if you hang out in the same places. So, um, yeah, I've always lived in Waukesha and um, I'll be here for a little while at least. I might explore someday, but I, I really like it, so. Very nice. Well, good, yeah. good. Um, yeah, I came to Milwaukee uh, from up from uh, the Chicago area for mm -hmm. college. I went to UWM, and uh, yeah, there's no reason to leave Milwaukee. Like as you're, I think it's a great city to kind of navigate like the industry you're trying to enter um, because it's like a it's a small city, but and so like you know, it's really really easy to make friends in this area. Um, generally people are very friendly and welcoming, um, inclusive, mm -hmm. but there's always new people to meet too. And that's why, like, I, I'm, I feel very, uh, very proud and very lucky to, um, to be living here. Um, and Waukesha music, uh, is very tightly knit. You guys are all friends with each other. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yes, not only do we go to open mics and make music together, but we all hang out and we're all friends. So it's it's really cool just to have people that, um, you know, have your back and you can be creative together and give criticism to sometimes, help each other record, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I feel like a lot of them are tend to be like on bills with each other. Like Tacoma, mm-hmm. Washington Weekday Club, Whiskey and the Devil, the Keystones. Yeah, family, yeah. It's like a bundle package. <laughs> Joey Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's Joey's a really interesting guy too. I had fun talking to him on the show as well. Um, Hans, do you know Hans Jaeger? Yes, of course. Yeah. Oh my god, he's a <laughs> I saw you recently interviewed him. I have to check out that one, but I bet that's entertaining. He's yeah. Um, he's such he had, an artist. He's so cool. <laughs> yeah, he's very layered. He um he actually currently holds my record for the longest episode. Um, nice. <laughs> he just there's just so much to know about him. You know, like, <laughs> he's a very, um, he's very complex, but I love that about him. Um, but it's your turn now, so we're going to talk all about you, Ellie. So, um, all right. <laughs> tell me a little bit about when uh, you started playing music in your life. Yeah, um, let's see. Well, I mean, I've always been singing into the hairbrush, you know, ever since I was young. I remember singing Little Mermaid. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. To the camera. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I've always really loved singing. Um, I was in choir all throughout school. Um, and then in high school, I asked for a guitar for Christmas and I got one and I still have it. It's right back there right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that is crazy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so that was a really great gift, but then it was very on and off, um, for, for years because um, I got in high school and it was just kind of like, okay, I'm really going to learn this. I'm going to practice this, but I was just teaching myself. So, you know, you got to have that motivation. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, oh, I'm going to do this. And then I would get lazy and then not do it for months. So it's always back and forth. And it's still even that way now. Um, I always kind of, I jokingly call myself just a half musician. Like, I'm just like, ah, I really like it, but I don't, I've never like really dedicated myself into like learning like all the ins and outs of it but um but I do really like singing and I really like songwriting um that has also been something I've done since I was very young like I have little notebooks with really cheesy lame lyrics about love even when I didn't even know what love was um and yeah so I just feel like there's always been um it's always been like songs and like music inside of me um so I really enjoy being able to to sing and to write and to to get that out awesome yeah yeah that's that's the beauty of um being always being a student to what you do Mm -hmm. Um, you find the new ways to um new ways to like you know articulate your emotions through song and words and whatever yeah Um, yeah. Uh, well, um, how old were you when you wrote your first song? Ooh, probably. Ooh, it's probably right around like the end of high school, maybe like 17, 18, 19, somewhere around there. Like prob- that's like probably the first official song with like guitar, chords, lyrics, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, so it took a while to to get there, but um, yeah, I think that's when I officially wrote one. Um, and then, so I used to work at um, Spurzo Gallery Cafe, which was downtown Waukesha. Um, it's now a different coffee shop, but that was like my that was like my home, like my 
friends worked there. I was great, you know, uh, really close with all my coworkers. And we also had an open mic there um, that was really big, like every Friday. And I started, you know, sneaking my way up there. I was like, you know, I was terribly nervous every time I went up, but each time it got a little easier and I wouldn't, wouldn't always have to look at the chords when I was playing. And um, that's where I really like built up my confidence there. So even then um, my performing came like really late, like in high school um, as well. So it's only been, I mean, I guess it's been like, ooh, probably like about 10 years now that I've been performing, but um, yeah, it's still, still get nervous and still get, <laughs> still got to practice and prepare for it, but it's all, it's all fun. Oh, totally. I, yeah. I absolutely get that too. I mean, I am almost 500 episodes deep into this and I still get nervous before every single one of them. Yeah. So I absolutely hundred percent get that. Yes. Um, so you, um, so you kind of started, I imagine you kind of started with like covers and stuff like that when mm -hmm. you were, playing out what were some of your like early cover songs you liked to do oh um there's this one of my favorite songs ever is called bones it's by lewis watson um so i really like that one um and then i also i really love gavin degraw um he, yeah <laughs> um he's kind of um he's just always been one of my favorite singer songwriters um he's definitely gone down the the pop track but he's still just one of my all-time faves so i learned a few of his songs to start um those are the main ones i can think of but yeah i probably just picked any like easy song to play <laughs> well there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. absolutely that well there's nothing wrong with that uh, that's yeah. dope um mm -hmm. yeah um were you like in uh in choir growing up yeah yeah um i wasn't in any like of the you know auditioned choirs or anything but um definitely like singing was you know big one of my favorite parts of the day um, right your yeah. first instrument was the hairbrush that's right yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How I, <laughs> so this is gonna be the first time i ever like share this to anybody ever um but when I'm walking around at night, like at home, or when I'm by myself walking around, um, I am with my headphones in and I'm listening mm -hmm. to music. Um, I use sometimes like I use my phone, like pretend my phone is a microphone, <laughs> and like I sing like I'm on stage. <laughs> I do it. I do that to to this day. I still do that, and I'm sure people that might be watching me walk past their house. Um, are like what the hell is that kid What's doing, doing? <laughs> yeah but I just you know I, sometimes I just idealize like I want it's being like having that like feeling of joy of like singing it you know into a microphone yeah, exactly it's a powerful thing I, I always say um one of my favorite places to be is just like behind a microphone I don't know there's such a, a power in that um but hopefully in the most like respectful way <laughs> you know you were put there to to say something or sing something share something so yeah, certainly yeah um so excuse me um so where did um ali j come from um where the j was that <laughs> the name um yeah so that's um 
for me, like music is very personal. Um, and I kind of like, I really, every time I perform, it's just like, especially like original songs, covers are not so, you know, not so emotional or like connected to me, um, unless if I choose one very specifically. But yeah, music, my original ones that I've written are very, um, you know, that's like my heart, that's my soul that I'm sharing. Um, so I kind of wanted to separate, um, you know, Allie Thomas from Allie J, like performing. Um, so J is just my middle initial. My middle name is Joan. Um, and I just thought that sounded oh, that's kind my, of cool. <laughs> that's my mom's middle name too, actually. Oh, really? Nice. It's my grandma's name, so. Oh, fantastic. Joan. Yeah. Shout out to all the Jones out there. Oh, Jones. <laughs> what a beautiful name. <laughs> beautiful name. Um, do you remember what your first gig was as Allie J? Ooh, I don't remember that. I remember mm. like my first gig. Um, oh, I don't well, remember what it was with Allie J though. Sure. That, it was just you. It was just before like you adopted the J. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. sure. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, go. So with I that. performed under my other name before, but. <laughs> sure. Well, let's go with that. When was your first just gig in general then? Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, like I played at Sprizzo Open Mic a bunch. And then um, there's this wonderful person named Greg Wansnyder. I, maybe you know him. He's a Waukesha guy too. Um, mm. He loves local music and will hook everyone up with shows and does some booking at places sometimes. Um, so he booked at the Steaming Cup for a little bit and that's where my first show was. And it was just kind of like, just kind of like, Allie, you should play. And I'm just like, okay, sure. But like, I really had no idea what I was doing. Um, I didn't have like my own sound system. So I got there and the owner was just like, like, oh, you don't know how to set this up. And he's setting it up for me. And then like one of my chords didn't work for my guitar. So it was just like, just my voice was amplified the whole time. And it was just like a terrible first experience, <laughs> but at least I did it and I got it out of the way. Um, so yeah, so that was my first gig, um, you know, and then you kind of, I feel like every time you just kind of learn something a little, little more about either yourself or performing or um, the venue or the local music scene or even the sound equipment, you know, it's just, it's always, you're always learning when you're in music. <laughs> oh yeah, crowd dynamics, mm -hmm. the crowd interactions, like the banter. I mean, those yeah. are all parts of it that can either make the show really fun or it can make it super awkward depending on <laughs> exactly. how good the bands are at banter uh, yeah um, yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah what was um do you remember your first milwaukee gig oh i wanna i'm really terrible at like um remembering the the timeline of things but i'm pretty sure that i played at um i think it's just called like the coffee house or something um, it's in like a church. Oh, wow. Um, but they have like, uh, it's just like on a Saturday night and you just like pay a little bit to get in. Um, and they have just like some little like snacks that you can pay for <laughs> donation wise, whatever. Um, but I mean, then it's in like this beautiful room and like, it's just, you know, I mean, like it's there, it's made for listening to music, which are my favorite types of shows and venues to play. So I was like, of course, I'll do that. Um, you know, it's just like quiet, there's chairs, there's a stage, you're just there to listen. Um, 
but the the day that I played was like a terrible terrible snowstorm like really bad like we should have canceled it but I was just like no no out I'll come out there. It'll be fine. It'll be cool. Um, but only like two of my friends showed up that like live in Milwaukee. So they were able to get there a little safer than anyone else. Um, and yeah, and maybe like a few other random regulars that, that go to the coffee house. And I think even, oh, I'm trying to remember, I think there was supposed to be like someone else that played with me, but I think that they canceled because of the snow. So it was like just me and just, you know, just a night of singing. It was good practice and a really nice sound system and um, great staff and everything, but it was just like not the best first Milwaukee show. Sure. <laughs> I, hey, that's... <laughs> Winter. Well, good for, yeah, well, good, good for you uh, pulling it off, though. I mean, yeah. you know, I, um, I know that's a very, that's a huge leap of faith to take is you know, actually having that first, like, gig in an area that not a lot of people might know you. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, before I was covering shows, um, like, I didn't know most of the people that, like, I know in the music scene now, and I was nervous as hell, you know, and, like, sure, I might not know what the hell I'm doing when I'm here trying to like interview this band for this show. Right. <laughs> what the hell am I going to ask them? You know, like what, yep, what, yep. what are they going to want to have anything to do with me? Yes. But, um, Come up with something quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. But once you like, it's always getting started. That's always like, that's, that is once you've done that, like once you've gotten past that hurdle, mm -hmm. um, you have gotten past the hardest part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take the leap and jump in. <laughs> yeah, and I like what you said. About, I like what you said about like how it's kind of practice for the next one, and you know where there might be more people next time. Like mm -hmm. that's a great outlook with it. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah well, yeah, I I've um, started to learn that not every show is going to be amazing not everyone's going to show up that i want to not the the audience isn't going to be perfect every time um the venue is not going to be perfect the sound's not going to be perfect um but i have had a few like really great amazing shows and you kind of like keep that in your mind and you try to achieve that the next time um which i think is what keeps you going but then you have a bad show and you're just kind of like oh why do I do this? But then you remember that other, that other thing you were working towards and how good it felt to, to get all, all these songs right and just sing everything perfectly and all that kind of stuff. And you just kind of, you dream of that and you live for that. And um, that's the really weird thing about like music and performing though too, is that it's so, it's so much failure, but when you get something right, it's like the best thing in the world. It's like euphoric. Oh yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I want, every local artist who experienced that and if there's any way i can uplift uplift them into that then i mean i'm happy to like whether it's um through doing a write-up on their music or covering their show when shows are a thing right right <laughs> obviously they're not right now but um sadly <laughs> yeah very sadly yes um but yeah i mean because you know, I, I know what that feels like, you know, I know what that feels like to be 
really super fucking nervous to like put yourself out there and like being when you're an artist by default you're vulnerable yeah yeah uh, let's all of that go just to share their ideas and their art or their music um with others is a hero to me mm-hmm. and uh, like i that's something I can't do. So I, what I can do is write about you and help, right. <laughs> you know, help, help, uh, some way. <laughs> let people know like what you're doing out here. So, yeah. um, so that being said, Allie, uh, tell me a little bit about, so I know you don't have any like physical stuff, um, like songs, um, recorded and like available on like streaming platforms yet. However, um, you do have stuff on Facebook and uh instagram and whatnot so i would love to hear a little bit about the songs you've written uh like let's i guess we can start with um what like do you feel like you have like um like you gravitate towards certain subject matters in your lyrics like when you're writing songs like you like to write about certain kinds of emotions or do you have like a lot of different stuff that inspires you in that way yeah, um, I guess, I mean, to me, songwriting is, is kind of like journaling as well. So sometimes I'll even like start really basically, like if I'm feeling really frustrated about something or angry or sad, I'll just start by writing down what I'm feeling on one side of my notebook. And on the other side, I'll write a more like creative interpretation of it. Um, so, you know, like, I'm feeling sad and then be like, uh, I'm feeling blue, you know, as a very basic example. Um, so I'll kind of like start with that. So yeah, it's kind of like a a journal for me. So it's definitely, um, songs are heavily based on my emotions. Um, they're usually not happy emotions. I'm a very happy person and I'm very optimistic, but it's so much easier to write sad songs for some reason. Um, So I usually write um, when I'm feeling sad or frustrated or angry about something. So um, a lot of my songwriting happens when I go through like breakups or something, or if I'm feeling um, maybe like upset with a person and I don't really want to talk to them about it yet, I'll kind of write a song first. Um, So that's there's a gift in that, I guess, is creating art out of of sadness and emotions. but yeah, I mean, oh, I wish that I didn't write about love so much, but that is mainly the topic um, for now. Um, I do, I would like to write more, um, you know, like, not that it's not meaningful, but more like maybe like social awareness kind of stuff. Um, but I just, I, I'm having, I've tried to write stuff like that before, but I'm having trouble not being like too cheesy with it so there's things in the works with that but for now it's just mostly a journal like i said <laughs> yeah well, so that's yes. awesome it's a great way to look at it yeah um yeah um <clears throat> i mean in a way it, that's exactly what it is like figuratively is your personal diary of thoughts feelings and ideas mm-hmm. um that's funny like that's funny you say like you're, you know you're a really happy person like you tend to write a lot about like those more negative emotions that don't get externalized as much. And um, 
And that's a really interesting thing to like. That got me really thinking about how, like, I mean, generally, generally speaking, like, I'm. I mean, I have like all sorts of different mental health issues. So, like, I it depends a lot on the day for me. But I'm generally like I can be very, very happy. But sometimes I'm very, very sad. And it kind of just fluctuates a lot, you know, like my emotions just fluctuate throughout the day. And, um, and it's like, you know, when you're really, when you're more sad, a lot of the time, it can be easier to write about like happy songs, because that might be like your sort of like, um, your way of trying to feel that joy and cling yeah. on to that joy that like you know, yeah, yeah yeah exactly um you know depending on your mental state at the time when you write something you know you're often like you know accessing the emotions that you're you might not be used to you know presently or that you um you're not quite sure how to like um communicate them to other people yet so you do so in the form of like writing it down yeah uh, yourself yeah like um because it's, it's almost like it's like when you're really happy when you're more happy you might write more sad things but when you're more sad you might write more happy things and you write about like the emotions that are more subconscious rather than those that are outwardly being expressed and uh, it's a really interesting dynamic. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, it's almost like I'm, feels like a revelation right now. Yeah, no, I'm really glad that you just like explained that because it makes me feel better about like writing these things like, oh yeah, I should be getting that stuff off my chest. And I guess this is a healthy way to do it <laughs> instead of holding it all in. So, so thank you for saying all of that. Um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. It's definitely like a, it's, it's, I mean, sometimes songwriting can be like a puzzle too, where, you know, you might have some of it written, but then you just need a few extra things to like be plugged in there. But sometimes you need time and more experience and emotions to like actually finish that up. Like, you know, you might let a song sit for a while and then something happens and you finally kind of understand it. Or that even happens when you're listening to music sometimes too, where it's like, you just kind of hear a song and you hear the lyrics, you hear the melody, but then you listen to it after you've like gone through something, um, whether it's happy, sad, whatever. And then you listen to it again and you're like, whoa, I get, I get where that speaker is coming from. So it's, it's, yeah, it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. Yes. Uh, precisely. Um, yeah. Uh, tell me about um, your song, You Can't. Uh, I know that song is like, one of your more recent videos um, on social media. I'd love to hear about kind of what your idea was behind that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's the only like full song that I have up. Um, I mean, there's probably some old YouTube channel <laughs> that I did not want to share with you. Um, but that's the most like recent um, best recording of one of my original songs. Um, so yeah, so you can't. Um, I actually, so I don't collaborate with people very often, um, but I do let 
a few people in um, if I like trust them. Cause like I said, it's a very emotional journey for me. So one of my best friends um, is, she's really creative too. Her name is Emily. Um, she um, does a lot of like physical art, but also she's a really great writer. Um, and I came to her with this song and I was just like, hey, like I need a little bit of help on this one. So um, it was, you know, mostly my idea, but she helped me kind of like fill in the, the holes. Um, but yeah, so You Can't is about, um, ooh, it's about kind of like, being, um, I don't know how to phrase it, like being teased, like, or like, um, it's kind of about like flirting, but without like real intentions. Like, I don't know, for me, I'm just like, don't flirt with me. Don't talk to me if you're not like actually going to get to know me. Like, I don't really have time for this. So, um, so you can't is about that. Um, let me try to think of one of the, the lyrics. It's, um, I mean, like the opening line is like, you can't talk to me because you're in California. You're like a million miles away and I don't want to miss you. Um, so that um, it's about someone that I like had a crush on and then they moved to California, obviously. Um, I've always, like, there's always songs with the word California and I was like, I'm never gonna do that. But I was like, wait, it's actually kind of a cool word. So yeah. <laughs> why not? Um, so yeah, so then they moved to California, but then we were still kind of like talking back and forth. Um, and then I was just kind of like, you know, like what's, what's the point of this if it's not gonna go anywhere? So that's basically what the, the song is about. But that one, um, I start with You Can't, like pretty much every like line and, and verse. Um, so that one's like a very repetitive and like poppy one, same like few chords over and over again too. So, but I, I like, I like singing that one. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, yeah, thank you for uh, sharing that. That is, um, that is a good uh, message about like that flirting culture and like kind of, you know, just being constantly being on guard because like you don't know what others' intentions are when they act like they're all like trying to China with you, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah um which i i you know i think as you get older like you really especially have to like be cognizant of that like, you can't yeah. just, like you know play with people's like emotions and expectations like that i mean like we generally don't embrace like that sort of like upfront communication um to the extent that you know, should be more universally acceptable. So yeah, I, I relate to those feelings on a personal level myself. So um, yeah, it's a good one. Um, so uh, when are you going to get some recordings out, Allie? <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, uh, that's what everyone everyone asked me that um yeah well you I, knew yes. it might have it might have fence to asking that question you knew it was coming yes exactly <laughs> um but i i don't know um that process like really scares me um i have tried to record with one of my friends before um but i think 
he was trying too much to like get my input on like the recording process of it. And I'm like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a producer. I'm not a sound engineer. That I don't know what I'm doing right yeah. now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Or he's like, do you like this, this sound better or this sound better? And I'm like, you know, it sounds the same to me. <laughs> so you're asking the wrong person. Yeah. <laughs> like his intentions were good, but he like overestimated like what you wanted out of this experience. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes. So hopefully I can, um, uh, yeah, I should really try to pick out a few. I mean, I have a few songs in mind that I would like to record. Um, but yeah, I just got to find someone that is willing to, to work with me and kind of understands my, my vision for them, which I think is what everyone is hoping when they're trying to record a song. Um, or even share a song or even collaborate and have someone write a part for your song. Um, so yeah, it's a very scary thing to me, but I would like to do it. And there's, uh, I have such good, good friends um, that they like, they've seen me so much that they like know some of my lyrics. Like I'll see them singing my songs in the audience. And I'm like, how do you even know that? Because I don't have anything recorded. Like, uh, so it's like, it's really cool that people, like what I'm writing and that they want to hear it like over and over again. It's a really yeah. surreal feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Like once they're on the DSPs, then like that stuff can get, it, it has uh, it has that infectious quality where you'll find people that just will randomly love and know your songs like mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that will i mean that continue that will continue to blow you away and it's a great feeling yeah um so um well uh but obviously i mean no rush you know like yeah. <laughs> you, know, you gotta at the end of the day you gotta do it <laughs> right you gotta do it yes. you are comfortable um yeah. in such a setting and when you feel ready to you know take that next step in your music career so um yeah well uh let me know when you do please let me <laughs> can do can do <laughs> i i love your voice so uh Thank i you. would love to support you in any way i can um well write up action maybe who knows yeah perfect <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely sending it to you then <laughs> oh amazing so you also i want before um before we uh, wrap up shop here, um, I wanted to, so was it just Dressember? Yep. That's your thing that you, yeah. Look, tell us uh, about what the whole concept behind that is. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, Dressember is this, um, I guess it's a yearly uh, challenge, I guess it's called. Um, that's also a fundraiser for anti-human trafficking um organizations and efforts and i found out about it when i was in college and so that's probably been like i think it's been like six or seven years now so i've been doing it every year since then but i was in an anti-human trafficking organization on campus there and one of my friends um it was it was already like past december 
um, first, but my friend said, hey, have you heard of this thing called Dresember? Um, and I was wearing, I was wearing a skirt that day because I just, I love clothes and I was wearing a skirt in, in December in the cold, um, but sometimes beauty is pain. You gotta look cute. <laughs> um, and my friend was like, have you, you absolutely do. Yeah. <laughs> You know oh, yeah. how it goes. <laughs> I, I totally know how it goes. Yeah. Um, so she's like, yeah, have you heard of December? It's this challenge where you wear a dress every day in the month of December. And I was like, that sounds cool. I could do that. Um, so that year I signed up for December. Um, so yeah, the challenge is to wear a dress or a tie every day in the month of December and usually set a fundraising goal for it as well um, and you just wear a dress and people especially in you know in the colder areas of the world people are gonna be like why are you wearing a dress right now um, so it's a good conversation starter um, then you can tell them I'm I'm raising awareness and money for human trafficking um, so all throughout these years I've really I have learned so much about that issue and I'm still learning that's something that is um, you know there's always more to learn about it and it's an issue that is not sadly not going to go away anytime soon um, so I think that it's um, incredibly important to keep par participating in it um, and raising money and just educating myself and my and like others around me um, it's really been cool to um, just have people rally around um, not only me, but the issue and we're all like learning together and I get to share facts with people and some people will, um, you know, wear a dress with me someday or wear a tie and I've had people join my team and stuff like that. So it's, it's um, really cool to build a small community out of such a, um, a big issue that's like, worldwide happens everywhere and it's it's such a dark issue but it's so fun to have a challenge that's so light and like approachable like oh you're just wearing a dress or a tie um and then you kind of get to to break it down and yeah turn that way totally well yeah. that's amazing um, it's great that you are doing this like seriously it is great to um that you are like, you know, making such a statement about um, human trafficking, specifically in this area, because unfortunately it is a very pervasive issue in Milwaukee. Um, I, I don't know if you saw like earlier this summer, um, there was like a, uh, like a, a, a house got like busted um, for human trafficking. Um, I believe it was on the north side, um, but there were like a couple children like found um, in in this house and uh, um, citizens like did that work, you know, like it, um, it's, it's, it's really alarming and, and horrifying because it's in the very it's in very little manifestations that it presents itself like whether it comes in the form of like these really like vague or kind of sketchy flyers that you see like on 
you know, telephone poles or something, or suspicious random messages you might get where if you open a link or if you follow like a, a parasitic link to something, like now all of a sudden you're getting trapped. Um, stuff like that. Um, I just saw a video today uh, of um, somebody who was like a candidate for like state rep in Massachusetts was caught by a guy who basically goes after child predators. Um, I saw a video of this guy literally like getting caught and followed, um, like trying to meet with meet up with a fourteen year old. Like it's so, like it is this really disgusting and horrible underworld of yeah. what of like what we know as you know otherwise like community and society like this shit just like is terrible but we also need to be pressuring like our law enforcement and and um uh, the justice system to continue like to invest in the crime mapping that can be done to like stop that kind of thing um and uh, you know really put really like actually put the criminalization onto that kind of stuff rather than on like petty drug charges or nonviolent offenses. But like exactly. um, and actually charge like the the people that are seeking out these um victims right, of the predators. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Besides yeah. people that are being trafficked. Like that just blows my mind that they're the ones getting in trouble when they're not even doing anything. They're they're being sold and they're being forced to work right. and do things that they don't want to do. That's why it was, you know, that's why it's free Crystal Kaiser down in Kenosha. You know, mm -hmm. like she killed her uh, her abuser in self-defense mm -hmm. and got uh, put in prison for it. I, I think she's out now, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's it goes back to the you know the victim blaming culture isn't just culture it's also um indoctrinated in political and justice institutions too and um yeah i and that's a great way to um raise awareness about it with like wearing a dress every day because you see that victim blaming culture of like oh well, what were they wear what what was she wearing you know like was she wearing something revealing or provocative like that doesn't fucking matter right, you know right. like that does, that does not fucking matter like whatever the fuck she was wearing because we should be teaching men you know to conduct themselves better and to not be fucking creeps right. rather than or exactly or otherwise not engage in problematic oh. behaviors or language um rather than like focusing on what the survivor was like just what she chose to wear to feel good about herself that night you know like mm -hmm. so is is this going to be a thing again uh this year like um is it something that will you'll be uh partaking in again this year yeah, for sure. Um, I, de I definitely feel like this year is very um, important 
to participate in um, for me personally. Um, and just because it's because of COVID, um, a lot of people are staying home and some people are stuck in abusive situations and that can lead to trafficking and being forced to do things. Um, so I think with COVID going on, it's very important. Also with this whole like um, hashtag save the children movement, which like sounds really nice on the surface, but I think that it's just kind of um, uh, sensationalizing the, the issue. Cute, the the, cons the canon conspiracy shit going on where yeah. it's so, like allegedly a plot against Trump and his and his administration yeah. and like yeah that shit that shit is literally like so parasitic to what is actually like a um a very pertinent societal issue yeah. um so that's it's important to make that distinction for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I yeah I feel like um, this year is very important for like actual advocates of anti-human trafficking to kind of step up and and um, bust some myths about about trafficking. And I'm I'm not calling myself an expert. Um, I didn't like go to school for this or anything, but I I just follow um, people that I really admire and I. Um, research from sources that I trust um, to kind of learn this and then share it with other people. So hopefully my tiny influence can can spread and um, spread the right message to people. Um, but yeah, this is something that will be happening. Um, I think it's kind of grown into this international thing now. Um, the founder, her name is Blythe Hill. Um, I forget how many years it's been, but it's been quite a few years where she just started with a a tiny challenge of just wearing a dress every day. Um, she just came up with the fun name Dressember, um, and then she kind of attached that um, cause to it to make it a little more meaningful. Um, and now, you know, a few years later, it's like millions of dollars raised and um, going strong into this next year here. Um, but yeah, anyone can join and create a team. Um, it's just, I'm pretty sure it's just Dressember.org, or if you just search Dressember on the internet or any social media, you can find it there, so. Well, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, uh, totally. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I mean, if I actually had, like, see, I don't, um, I don't have, dresses I, I but but I, I do have ties um so in that case I mean you know that is something that you know could be um a good uh you know it for for those that are more comfortable wearing that like exactly. that could be another way to uh you know continue spreading awareness so um yeah um thank you Allie J for being on the show and for sharing your uh, stuff about your music, um, about December, and also just kind of like, um, you know, reflecting on your writing process and stuff like that. I feel like, I mean, I've learned a lot from this and uh, I, or it's easy to talk to you and uh, I, it'd be great to hear your recordings one day. Once again, thank yeah. you so much for joining me today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for, I'm feeling um, inspired now to go in and write a little bit. I got to take my guitar out of the case there and um, I'll probably 
do some research on some recording now that you've sparked that in my mind again. So thanks for the reminder. Um, and also just thank you for being such a great part of the Milwaukee and the greater Milwaukee community. Um, you, I don't know, you made like a first great impression on me. You're just such like a kind soul. And I just love that you want to highlight um, artists and their, their passion. And it, it's, um, you know, it's kind of like, like, why does, why does he want to talk to me? Like, I don't know, I'm not that special, but it's so cool that you can pull out um, these conversations and these topics and, and make people feel like they're special. So, so thank you for, for chatting with me. And um, I'm glad we got to talk in depth and I look forward to chatting with you and seeing you when we can safely again. And um, I'll chat with you about December too, because I'd love to <laughs> have your help. Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, any way I can help um, with that, uh, do let me know. Uh, like I said, I mean, it's strange with COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. Not much even creative. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, keep me posted on, on that. Tell me what keeps you up at night. What keeps me up at night? Ooh, that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, however, <laughs> however you um, interpret. Ooh. Well, I mean, like very currently, I just moved into this this space. This is my my new place. Um, I just set up this little background here. It's like this is the only thing hanging on the wall in here right now. It's terrible. So lately, it's been um, reorganizing my space. I stay up till like two in the morning, unpacking and rearranging. Probably annoying my neighbors by walking around on the the creaky floor. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying to make this space feel like like home. I just want to settle in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. I I hate moving. Yes, yeah, the worst. <laughs> such an ordeal, but yes, um, but it's worth it. Exactly. What uh, what puts you to sleep? What puts me to sleep? Ooh, well, huh? I guess going along with um, what what keeps me up though is that I am very much a night owl, hmm. and which is um, quite an issue because I work in a coffee shop as well so i stay up really late but then i have to get up really early so naps are my friend um but yeah so i'm often just up late because i just love being up late that's when i feel creative and energized even if i'm super tired um so usually what makes me fall asleep is just like actually literally not being able to keep my eyes open anymore because i just stay up until i'm tired I, I have the worst sleep schedule. Like there, there is no sleep schedule. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I hear that. I, I used to be a barista too, and that will throw off your rhythm. Of yeah. any, any, any sleep schedule you had, uh, you had followed prior will eventually diminish. Yeah. Because those caffeine crashes will yes. be your downfall. <laughs> Um, uh, yes. Well, thank you, Allie, once again, um, for everyone watching. Um, check out uh, Allie J, uh, what she's got, uh, videos she has uh, of her music on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and uh, look forward to hearing some recordings one day. 
Uh, we look forward to shows again one day, of course. And uh, I will be um, posting a little something about December so folks can learn a little bit more about it. So thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time.